Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. It's a free agent edition, little extra bonus podcast here. Sam and I breaking down some of the free agent news, but today focusing on Deshaun Watson. The rumors all over the place as far as the teams that are trying to bring Deshaun Watson in uh, just to talk to him, uh, both sides, to talk to each other, but also trade offers on the table reportedly by the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, fake rumors about the 49ers meeting with Watson, uh, the Falcons are trying to get involved. Anyway, Sam, what's the best fit for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, um, the teams are now sort of sending emissaries to woo Deshaun Watson, right? Because he's got that no-trade clause, and he effectively controls the destination for his next team. So the the big piece of news um, a while ago was that the grand jury is elected not to bring any criminal charges against him. So those are all out of the picture. And now teams are only, quote unquote, dealing with 22 civil lawsuits, which evidently they feel, you know, are a lot easier to make disappear than the 10 criminal charges. So, you know, I I hate talking about the Deshaun Watson thing so much because we're not in this black and white world where it's just innocent, nothing happened at all, everything's fine, this is just slander for a good man, or like guilty, he did something heinous and we should be throwing him in jail. There's clearly some form of middle ground here. And, you know, coming out of this and being like, oh, he's our franchise quarterback. He's the guy, the face of the team. Let's go. Just it's going to feel a little bit dirty. And that that's exactly what a bunch of NFL teams are going to do. Um, the front runners, you know, you've got Carolina. But but really be- quick, ju- sorry, not sorry to interrupt, but just to put a bow on that, too. There could still be an NFL suspension coming, right? There is sure, precedent. Probably with, will be. Right. With no, other other players with no charges also received a suspension it doesn't seem to be affecting the reported compensation from teams i think i but i assume that they're just expecting hey we might lose them for eight games or or a season or whatever that looks like yeah i mean before all of this started we were talking about watson as maybe the second biggest and most valuable asset in the nfl after um, patrick mahomes right an elite quarterback already tied down to a long-term contract and a guy who's going to be you know your difference maker at that position for a, a long, long period of time. So NFL teams are looking at that and they're saying, it doesn't matter to us if he misses time with a suspension briefly. We'll get through that and then we'll have the franchise quarterback that we can't get right now. So that puts a team like Carolina front and center because Carolina is desperate for a franchise quarterback going forward. They haven't found one. They need to make something happen. The problem is if you look at Carolina from a Deshaun Watson point of view, not an attractive team to go play for, right? Offensive line, still a massive work in progress. Not an awful lot else to love about that team. If you're Watson, why would you want to go there? The New Orleans Saints are the team, I think, that does make a lot of sense from Watson's point of view. Okay, their offensive line may be undergoing some uh, turnover as well. Teron Armstead probably not back there this year. The interior has been falling away, but they have a good defense. They've got you know, some pieces in place there that would make the Saints an attractive landing spot. All of a sudden, the Cleveland Browns being interested is a really big development because the Browns would, I think, tick a lot of those boxes that Deshaun Watson apparently has. Um, and for them, it's a big move as well because simply simply sending the emissaries, right? Simply reaching out and being paying tribute to Deshaun Watson to try and get him interested in, the, in Cleveland must speak volumes about where they sit on Baker Mayfield. And, you know, as a team, are they going to be able to walk away from this if Watson doesn't materialize, go back to Baker Mayfield and say, 
hey, Baker, you're still the guy. Like, we, we need you now to play well in the 2022 NFL season. Let's go. Let's win something for Cleveland. All right. So let's unpack there, Sam. First of all, uh, let's start with the Panthers because uh, the Browns are definitely fascinating. Let's get to them. The Panthers, why would Watson go to play there? Reportedly wants to be back close to where he went to school in Clemson, whether the Panthers are, you know, in the best position as far as the roster goes or not. You know, I, I, I don't think they are. They did add Austin Corbett to that offensive line, still have a lot of work to do, I think, to make that better up front. They're using Christian McCaffrey as a piece, not trading him for whatever that's worth. Still attractive maybe to Watson. DJ Moore's good. Robbie Anderson has been good. But the Panthers have work to do, I think, from a roster standpoint to be uh, an attractive landing spot for Watson. I think they're the most desperate team, though, because they have Matt Rule heading into year three, and their fallback option is, is Sam Darnold. I think when you're talking about the Saints, new coach, uh, Yes, it's 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 a lot of it's it's the same front office, it's the same regime. They would have to their fallback is probably signing Jameis Winston, who's familiar with the system and is gonna, you know, probably be a pretty good quarterback for them, right? So their fallback is is more reasonable. The Browns fallback, I don't know if it's Baker Mayfield anymore. This could be the beginning of the end, you know, just the talks with Watson. Baker was talking at the end of the year like he almost knew that he was gone, and not gone, but that the the relationship with him in the front office of the Browns had soured but of those three teams i'm gonna take the 49ers out of the equation because i think that was a completely false report but the browns definitely have the best situation right i mean sure offensive lines intact even with the release of jc treader at center browns are very good up front they just added amari cooper uh they do have the 13th overall pick assuming that's going to be gone if they did trade for deshaun watson but the browns have a good all-around roster i still have to get a little bit better at receiver and on the defensive line. But other than that, the Browns have the best pieces in place of those three teams. Yeah, and a pretty good defense and, you know, a, a setup that appears to be uh, there for the long haul. Like, nobody there is is a bad season away from getting fired, presumably, right? In a way where Carolina, things don't go well for them this year, everybody that just made that move might be getting kicked out of the door. Um, New Orleans have a brand new coaching staff, so we don't know how that's going to work. The other team that I think you remove as well is Atlanta, by the way, because I just... I cannot even see a way that that happens, right? Like, they are so saddled with Matt Ryan's contract that even to even to trade him is like a $40 million dead hit to the salary cap. There's just, I, I would almost be, I'd love to see that happen just to find out how it can happen, right? Because they don't have the trade collateral. They don't have the salary cap space. They've got Matt Ryan's contract dragging them down. I assume that Atlanta is only involved in this simply to drive up the price for... Carolina and New Orleans because the two front runners are in the division with them. So I, I simply don't believe that that's a real, you know, genuine option that Atlanta is a, a possible destination for Deshaun Watson. I think they're in it just to make life more miserable for Carolina and New Orleans. I want to spin this the other way. I want to take this from the Texans point of view, Sam. What's their best option here? I, I know Watson has the no trade and there's, there's um, you know, power that he has in this situation. But think about what is on the table the other way for the Texans. The Panthers have the number six overall pick. The Saints don't pick until 19, 20, right? They're a little, or uh, they're in the teens. 18. And then 18. And then the Browns have picked number 13, but also have Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, that's the thing. In this situation, the Panthers probably aren't going to throw Sam. The, the Texans aren't going to covet Sam Darnold right. to build around. The Saints don't have another quarterback to throw back at them. But the Browns have Baker Mayfield. And I do wonder from a Texans perspective, is that the best play? If you get Baker plus the 13th overall pick, plus whatever other draft picks are involved there, 
is that the best move for the Texans as well? I guess it depends what they think of Baker Mayfield, but Baker at this point is no longer, it's no longer like a cheap, you know, option. If this was, if you got Baker Mayfield plus like a, a serious run at a rookie contract, maybe, but now you're reaching this period where we were saying Cleveland is going to be stuck with Baker on this sort of succession of one year contracts, right? You pick up the fifth year option, you play him out on that. If he plays well, you'd franchise tag him and you're playing him on that. It's like you can keep him for a while, but it stops being cheap. And if you're Houston, you're kind of looking at this and you're saying, like, how much of an upgrade is Baker Mayfield over Davis Mills? And don't get me wrong, it's a significant one, but Davis Mills is being paid almost nothing Baker Mayfield would not be. So if you're Houston, you would have to look at this and say, like, is Baker Mayfield a real viable option long term for this team? Then we maybe are interested in that happening. If he's not, it's not, I don't think, a part of the trade that you even want on the coming across you would rather draft picks or you would rather a player that will be part of the future yeah th- th- here's why i think the baker mayfield thing is attractive though sam you do have one year so just like the browns if they have to go back to baker mayfield all right one last year to prove it out are you worth the long-term deal because baker's career doesn't make any sense right there's two really good seasons in there there's two subpar seasons in there there's all these other circumstances around it but if you're the texans or another team You still have a very talented quarterback who did go number one overall for a reason. And hey, is the change of scenery the thing that's going to be good or whatever it is? The Texans in their rebuild should be much more willing to take a shot on this last year of Baker Mayfield's rookie contract than say the Browns, who do have this roster in place, do look like they're ready to contend. And that's why they're making a move for Deshaun Watson, potentially. So I think that's why it's really attractive to Houston. Maybe. I mean, honestly, the thing that Baker Mayfield might bring with him is the potential to trade him again in a year's time like if you play him out this year and he plays well you can trade him for something more than you were going to you know more than he was worth this time around because right now Baker Mayfield you'd be buying low right he's coming off the worst season of his career he cost himself any chance of a long-term extension with the way he played last year with the torn shoulder his value is never going to be less unless he completely tanks next year and his career is just done so from that point of view if you're Houston play him for a year, build his value back up a little bit. And even if you don't think he's the future, potentially you can trade him for more than you got or than it cost you to get him in terms of collateral. All right, let's make a final prediction here. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon at almost two o'clock Eastern time. So, you know, we could be wrong by the time you listen to this. But what's your final prediction? Where does Deshaun Watson land? I think it's one of those um, South teams. It's either Carolina or New Orleans. And if I'm picking between the two, I'm going to go with New Orleans because I think that's a more attractive landing spot for Watson. All right. I was going to say New Orleans, too. I'll pick the Panthers here, though, because they do have number six overall. So the draft, this initial draft pick is better. And I think Watson does actually want to go there to be closer to uh, where he played in school at Clemson. Let us know. Where do you think Deshaun Watson's going to land? It's the PFF NFL Daily Special Edition.